Welcome to Authentic Energy, a podcast dedicated to getting to the bottom of what it means to be your true, authentic self at work. I am your host, Wendy Brand, a former corporate executive turned transformation coach. Let's take this learning journey together as I meet with guests weekly to learn how they've managed or not managed to find the elusive boundaries and success in their career and what it really means to find balance. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for episode four in our Seeds series. Last week, we discussed the importance of our thoughts, and hopefully you took the time to do your homework from the episode because it was probably the most fun assignment. Your homework was to plan a play date with yourself, something unique that you would not normally do that would put you in your creative right brain. Because this is where we make the majority of our decisions and trying different things can disrupt our brain pattern and allow us to begin to build new neurological pathways. So if you did it, congratulations. If not, plan something this week for yourself that you wouldn't normally do. Something fun and exciting to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Now, in today's episode, Whitney and I talk about emotions as we continue to pull the thread through from values, beliefs, thoughts, and now feelings and emotions. In our episode title, Pain is Inevitable, But Suffering is a Choice, alludes to the fact that we do have control of how we feel. The change may happen with our thoughts, but becoming aware of our emotions is a great place to start. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about emotions. So if you've been following along on this journey, we've talked about our values, our beliefs, our thoughts, and today is emotions. And I will just start, Whitney, by sharing a quick definition that I found that says that emotions are the way that our brain gives meaning to bodily sensations based on past experience. Yeah, I think last week we talked about how thoughts are our first moment to control our now and our future, like in real time. Mm -hmm. And as we think something, we feel an emotion, and then our body releases chemicals in preparation for our action. Is that right? Yes. And so that result of releasing chemicals into our body, the first thing I think about is, well, cortisol. When we're stressed, we know that our body releases cortisol, that fight or flight. And then there's those positive chemicals like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin that our body releases when we feel something positive. Yeah. When you get home at the end of the day and your dog greets you at the door. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. (laughs) And so the feelings that are producing the chemicals, do we have control over how we feel? Hmm. That's a great question. I think we have control over how we think in response to how we feel. So it goes back to that change the thought, change your emotion. And we talked about, we talked a little bit about this coming into this episode about like, say you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off. You have like this surge of anger. So you have this stimulus, a thought, what a jerk, that guy just cut me off. Anger. And then you do the process we're talking about. Because if you followed that through, that anger would prepare you to like chase this person down and, and, and which some people do. What happens though is that we go in and we replace that thought. Well, 
they must be having a bad morning or they must be on their way to see their, their wife is in labor at the hospital or something. You assign a new thought to that person's behavior, which allows you to have a different feeling, which is acceptance or peace about what happened and move on. Just you saying that, I could feel that change. Just you Mm. saying, oh, they must be having a bad day or they, it really just kind of like, oh, okay, I can relax. Like, I don't need that cortisol right now. I can relax. Everything's okay. So I love that we do have the ability to choose which thoughts we're going to think that create those emotions. So if our, maybe it's okay if our first instinct is to maybe honk the horn and get a little riled up. Hopefully that's all you do is just honk the horn, (laughs) but then to just take a deep breath and, you know, realize that they could be having a bad day. Right. So it's, it's deep breath. What's a different thought I could be having about this moment. And that gives you the space to create the thought. And then that feeling, which changes your chemical makeup. There's a real simple exercise you can do. I, I did this again, conversations with my son. I was talking to my son yesterday and, you know, he's got a job at a a hardware store right now. And so you can feel one way or another about your day. So I asked him when he comes home, how do you, how was your day? He's like, man, you know, and they said, you know, there are, there are different ways, which probably drives him nuts of how you can think about this. And I, it reminds me, I was in the military and, you know, we would say it's a great day to be in the army. So people would say, how's your day going? You'll say, it's a great day to be in the army, which is very different than, oh man, this sucks. And it, how, how you feel when you say those words, it changes you. And so, and you can just try it. Just don't change anything other than the words that come out of your mouth. And it does actually feel different. And so next time somebody says, Hey, how's your day going? It's a great day to be alive, or it's a great day to be, you know, you, you focus on the thing that you're grateful for instead of focusing on the thing that you're potentially judging. So this isn't fun, which would be a judgment versus it's a great day to do this, which is a, a gratitude. I like that. They they say that of all the emotions and there's like, right, I think I found a list that said there were 30,000 emotions and wow. I know it varies, you know. Can you but, list them? <laughs> <laughs> no, because what I focused on was the fact that there's really only two emotions that they fall into the bucket of either fear or joy. Mm. And that, that I I can understand. Like that I get. There's a range of emotions in each category, but really at the end of the day, it's fear or joy. Right. And that makes sense to me. So in the even in the example that I just gave, the idea of judging, which yes. that tends to pick up when you're under stress, whether you're judging yourself or judging others, judging a situation, or being grateful. You know, when you're at peace, you find ways to be grateful about everything. Oh, it's a beautiful day. The birds are singing. It's it's wonderful. I got all green lights on the way to work today. You just start noticing things to be grateful for. So how have you seen this in your life? <clears throat> so I think the easiest place to do this is the short-term example that I explained earlier, which is, you know, you're driving in your car and you have a you have a, a an abrupt reaction to something you're aware of your abrupt reaction. Um, You can talk yourself out of that abrupt extreme reaction. I think it's harder when it simmers over time because you aren't aware of the hamster wheel that you're on that we talked about last week, right? It starts to become normal that you're constantly talking or obsessing about something. 
And so I think it's much harder to change those things because it becomes part of your norm. So that's why it was so important for us to think through how to disrupt that, What, which is why last week's episode around thoughts and doing something that opens up your right brain and opens up your creativity to really think about what's possible so that you have something to shift to that's hopeful. And so if you're in a job or abruptly out of a job in your life right now, taking a minute to really unlock that creativity to create and imagine what that future possibility is and think about that or anchor toward the thing that you want, that changes your how you feel about that moment. Yes. And I'm watching a lot of, I work with a lot of people who who do transition. And if it's abrupt, if it's unexpected, in that moment, it is anger. They they go through grief, right? You go through the loss of something that you had, even if you didn't like it, even if it haunted you, even if you obsessed about it, even if you stressed about it. And what happens is over the course of a few weeks, their narrative changes, they shift and they start to be grateful that they're A, not going to that job that they really, really wasn't serving them, that they found some things that they really do enjoy doing and they forgot they enjoyed it. And so it's shifting them toward what they want versus what they have to do or what they're, you know, what they feel like they're required to do. And so if it takes you a while to get into the state you're in, it could also take you a while to get out of the state that you're in. And I think that's okay. I have an example of that personally too, is burning out in my corporate role. And what I realized about myself was one of my limiting beliefs was that you have to work hard to get ahead. And so I applied that over the last 20 to 30 years in such an intense way that I got to the point of frustration, the cortisol levels, you know, just spewing. I felt like I was constantly fight or flight. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I left that I thought I have to change these thoughts and these beliefs around work hard. You know, you have to work hard to get ahead because my, my body isn't going to allow it. My body's saying that's enough. So I think for me, that's an example where changing those beliefs and thoughts have helped me to change my emotions around work. Yeah. That's a, that's a really powerful example. As you're talking, I can hear like the, the social conditioning that we've heard in our lives, like no pain, no gain. And the things that we grew up kind of believing that anchored us to that, like the expectation is pain. And so when you have it, you're you go, okay, well, that's, I guess that's just part of this until you realize that that's actually not, um, which takes us back kind of the title of this episode, which is pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And so you can, you can experience pain, but that doesn't mean you have to stay there. You see it, you acknowledge it, you experience it and move on. Like, how do you move on? So why do you think this is important for us to know? We talked about in the thoughts episode that 80% of the decisions that we make are driven by our emotions. They are emotional decisions or from our right side of our brain, from that irrational, not logical side. And so if you're in a situation where your feelings are not in your control or they are overwhelmingly negative or they're just overwhelmed could be the the feeling that you're having, it makes it really difficult to make 
the decisions that you want to get to the destination you want to get to because you're kind of trapped in your own web that you've woven. I mean, we really can choose our own adventure. For sure. <laughs> you, but it does take a little work, right? So the we this is week four for us and trying to figure out what your values are, trying to figure out what your beliefs are. It makes you challenge some of the things that you might think you think. <laughs> right. Um, like it, I have to work hard. That is a tough one to set down. Again, military reference, we, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body. And so like not only is that pain expected, it's a badge of honor. And so giving up something that I reward myself for in a negative sense is really hard to put down. So it's not easy to make those shifts. So if you're starting and you're listening to this and you have started a shift, like congratulations, it is a journey. (laughs) Yes. And next week we're talking about behaviors. So the results of these emotions, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about homework, Whitney. What is our homework today? I love homework. Journaling isn't for everyone, but uh, but we're going to do it because it's an effective tool. And it's really tangibly recording your experience and helps you to get perspective around your emotions, which are sometimes hard to name. And so the easiest way to do this is to pick the emotion that you want to have more of or that you'd like to have less of. And so let me give you an example. Gratitude, if you'd like to have more gratitude, write down all the times that you have gratitude. And if you're a super journaler and you want to write down what gave you gratitude and want to go a little deeper, do that. And if you just want to note how many times you're grateful for something, you can just do hash marks, you know, and and get, you know, 32 hash marks a day or whatever it is. Or on the flip of that, if you want to be less judgmental, do the same thing for that negative emotion and try and understand why you felt judgmental in that moment and maybe how you can reverse course or what's a different emotion or different thought you could have in that moment. There are a lot of different emotions you could play with. So it, you know, I used gratitude, but you could also use optimism or boldness or confidence or, you know, any, anything that you would like to have more of you record the moments when you feel that way. And likewise um, with judgment, you could also, you know, when you feel apathetic, say you're having a struggle engaging with work. So when do you feel unengaged uh, might be a good one. What a great exercise. I love that. And so really just for the next couple of days, journaling what you want more of. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, I think that's a wrap for the emotions episode and we'll see you next week. See you next time. Another great conversation with Whitney this week. Here are my takeaways. Number one, emotions are the way our brain gives meaning to bodily sensations based on past experience. Number two, as we think something, we feel emotion and chemicals are released in our body to prepare us to take action. Number three, assigning a new thought to someone's behavior can create acceptance or peace and therefore change our potential reaction to a stressful situation. Number four, taking a deep breath can give you space to think a different thought which changes the feeling and therefore changes your chemical makeup. Number five, focusing on gratitude rather than judgment can change your mindset and your reactions. Number six, it can be more difficult to change your state of mind when you have been in that state for a long period of time. Creating a mindset of possibility for the future can help you begin to change your mental state. 
if it took you a while to get into the state you're in, it can take you a while to get out of that state. Number seven, if you're feeling stuck in your own emotions, challenge your thoughts and determine if there are others. Number eight, your homework this week. Pick an emotion that you would like to have more of or an emotion that you would like to have less of and start journaling whenever you experience that emotion to bring awareness to the frequency of those emotions. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to Whitney and I. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you'll go in and leave a comment and share it with a friend. And I hope you will join us next week as we talk about behaviors. Behaviors.